we have too much cytokines, it ends up damaging the epithelial layer. So it becomes more permeable. And then bacteria are able to seep through and then uh, it'll really damage the lungs, right? The actual lung tissue itself. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutritionist, and I'm the host on this podcast. And I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Well, hey, everybody. Today, I'm talking about the best immune nutrients to calm COVID-19 and the cytokine storm. And so there was a recent study that was published that I'm going to go through that actually looks at the top nutrients and how they protect against the spike protein and all the other membrane-bound proteins on the uh, coronavirus, the novel coronavirus 19, and how they interact with the cell. I'm also going to talk about some of the confusion around elderberry. So a lot of people have been putting out misinformation on elderberry and how it may trigger a cytokine storm. So we'll discuss that. And we're going to talk about a cytokine storm, what that is, and how that can impact your body as well. And so we're going to begin by looking at a virus. And so we know viruses are more than 100 times smaller than bacteria. They don't have all the characteristics to be living cells. And they are intracellular parasites. So bacteria, you know, worms, amoeba, things like that, they all live inside of tissues, whereas, like, for example, the gut lining or the liver, uh, whereas viruses actually go in the cell and then they drop their DNA or RNA, okay? And so this is kind of how the virus works, gets into the cell, and it has all these different spike glycoproteins that interact with different receptors on the cell. They get in and then they drop their RNA and then their RNA interacts with the cell, starts replicating, and then it will cause a combustion and damage the cell and release. And then now there's multiplied levels of the virus and it will go and infect other cells. And so with the coronavirus, COVID-19, um, you know, most of you guys obviously know a little bit about it, right? Some of the main symptoms include a dry cough, uh, mild breathing issues, can have some gastrointestinal issues, a fever. For 80%, they have very mild symptoms when they have it. Very, very mild. They may not even really feel that off, okay? The other 20% have more serious issues with 10% of that 20%. Uh, well, actually, I should say... Um, so 20% have more severe symptoms, 10% may need to be hospitalized, and out of that, it looks like somewhere around a 1% possible fatality rate at the highest, okay? So that's basically what we're looking at right now, and we know that one impact of the coronavirus is that it can cause a cytokine storm, which I'm going to go over. There's also some other doctors now that are talking about how it can damage hemoglobin. So our hemoglobin itself, which brings oxygen to the cells. And this may be one reason why people that they're observing that 
people that are being ventilated. So they are sedated and ventilated, putting in a ventilator to help them breathe, are having very poor recovery. So these are oftentimes this, a very high fatality rate, much higher than what you normally see with viral pneumonia. Viral pneumonia, typically the ventilation is life-saving, doesn't seem to be the case with coronavirus. So this may also be attacking and damaging the hemoglobin as well. It may need, you know, uh, more of a, uh, like a hyperbaric oxygen therapy type, type issue and, and hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine have been effective because they actually help prevent against the, the degradation of the hemoglobin. They're a malaria drug and a lupus given to lupus patients and malaria where in those conditions you have damage to your hemoglobin and lupus it's autoimmunity where your body actually attacks its own hemoglobin and so chloroquine can really help because it prevents against the degradation of the hemoglobin and with the um malaria it's the uh it's it's the pathogen itself that will damage the hemoglobin so it helps with that as well and other doctors are also saying that um, the chloroquine helps to uh, bring zinc into this into the cell and opens up zinc channels, and, and zinc will help to uh, reduce viral replication. So I'm a big fan of zinc. You know, if you guys have seen my other videos on coronavirus, I've recommended using zinc. It's very antiviral, great for the immune system. Really helps balance your immune system. So a really good thing to use. Now. Let's talk a little bit. We're going to talk about natural agents, right? So we talked about a little bit about the chloroquine there, um, but we're going to talk about natural herbs that you can be using, uh, teas that you can be drinking, things like that that can be really supportive for your body. So again, we know that the SARS-CoV-2 and the COVID-19 both acted on the ACE2 receptors with their spike one glycoprotein. That was one thing they both have in common. And this causes the replication. This kind of goes through, you know, basically the process of this and causes the exocytosis at the end, um, where oftentimes the cell will, will, will rupture, right? And then release more uh, viral particle. So the thing that we are concerned about here with cytokine storm and how this works is the macrophage comes out to, which is the immune cell to gobble up the virus, right? To help break it down. It's something called phagocytosis. It helps to gobble it up. And it also releases these compounds called cytokines, which create inflammation. Inflammation in a healthy range is, is good. It's healthy for our body. You can also see that this is, you know, the, this, this lining of cells here is the airway epithelial cells in the lung. Okay. And when there is damage taking place, it activates what we call reactive oxygen species, and a cell signaling factor called nuclear factor kappa beta, which can enhance the amount of cytokines that are released. Okay, Now, when this happens, when we have too much cytokines, it ends up damaging the epithelial layer, so it becomes more permeable. And then bacteria are able to seep through and then uh, you know, really damage the lungs, right? The actual lung tissue itself. And that becomes a major issue. And so then that would be a co-infection. And that's a big thing. A lot of times with, with uh, pneumonia, there, are, there is a co-infection. So you might go in originally with a viral infection. It's actually the bacteria that are causing 
the more significant damage to the lungs as well. So this is why some doctors are actually treating severe cases, moderate to severe cases of COVID-19 with the chloroquine, the uh, chloroquine, the um, zinc, right? Like we talked about to shut down viral replication, but then also an antibiotic to help obviously kill off the bacteria that may be um, passing through the epithelial barrier there, right? And that, that obviously can be effective. Now, again, I prefer natural strategies. You know, if we don't have to use antibiotics and things like that, I think that can be really, you know, a lot help, a lot more helpful. Let's take a look at this as well. This is, um, you know, another chart we're talking about, cytokine storm. And so, you know, normal immune response is triggered. The macrophages, so normal response, the dendritic cells release cytokine signals. Um, these that the, becomes an inflammatory reaction, which again is the way the body tries to get rid of pathogens, and that destroys these invading uh, COV2 or COV or, or COVID nineteen cells. Right, COV2 is for the SARS. Um, we get these inflammatory markers. And those inflammatory markers, uh, the lymphocytes that are damaged while trying to destroy it, um, release more cytokines, right? So it just becomes a, you know, it's like you're, you keep hitting the gas, right? No, no breaks, okay? So it's just this massive overreaction. Again, this is not common for, uh, for most individuals. This may be happening in 1%, you know, 1 to maybe 2% of individuals that are getting this. But it's something we need to keep under control, right? Because then this goes out of control and can cause significant damage to the lung tissue. So here is the study. This is hasn't fully gone through uh, peer review because obviously we're trying to get, uh, you know, it takes a long time to go through peer review. And right now we're just trying to get data so we can look at what's happening with COVID-19, and this is a article out of Computational Chemistry, the Identification of Dietary Molecules as Therapeutic Agents to Combat COVID-19 Using Molecular Docking Studies. So they looked at, and they actually uh, looked at 18 different compounds. This included ECGC, which is uh, from green tea, epigalactin, contechin, um, it looked at uh, curcumin, looked at all these different compounds, right? Beta, beta glucan, alpha lipoic acid, different things like that. They compared them against um, remdesivir and chloroquine, right? So to the drugs that are being used as well, to FDA drugs being used for, for COVID-19. And what they found was that the top three nutrients that worked to block COVID-19 entry into cells, ECGC or epigolactin catechin, um, that was the most powerful. You've got curcumin, okay? So, and that you find in green tea as well as you find your epigolactic catechins in your green tea and your dark chocolate. You've got curcumin, which you find in your turmeric, beta-glucans, which you find in your medicinal mushrooms. These were the most effective compounds. Um, there were others that were also effective. Quercetin uh, was one of those that was also very, very effective. Apigenin, which is uh, something you find in bioflavonoids, right? So different things like lemon, stuff like that. And then here are top immune nutrients overall that can help calm cytokine storm. Vitamin D, resveratrol, quercetin, 
curcumin, again, epigalactic catechin, beta-glucan, mel melatonin, probiotics, vitamin C, and zinc, right? All, all can work well on this. Now, vitamin D, I think, you know, most of us that are listening should know that vitamin D is very important. It's one of the biggest deficiencies in the body. Really helps calm and tame the immune system. So definitely getting your vitamin D levels up. I recommend trying to get your, your vitamin D up around 60 to 100 nanograms per milliliter. Okay, so 25 OH vitamin D, somewhere in that range, is going to give you the best immune support. Okay, you can take something like 1,000 IUs per 25 pounds of body weight to help get you up there. For an increased dose for increased immune support, you can do something like 2,000 IUs per 25 pounds of body weight. Do that for like 10 days straight. Okay, so for me, I'm 160 pounds, so 5,000 IUs a day you know, should work great along with maybe getting some sunshine, which, which is even better uh, on a regular basis. If I want to increase that to up to 10,000, you know, for, for a period of time, that's great as well. Or if I was very deficient, I would go 10,000 for a while to get it up uh, into those optimal ranges. You could go 50,000, you know, for, for a short period of time, 50 to 100,000 for let's say three to five days. Um, you don't want to overdo it, but you can really do that to help push that immune response and uh, help tame your immunity. Resveratrol, really powerful uh, as anti-aging agent. Resveratrol also really good for helping calm the immune system and balance out the immune system. So a huge fan of resveratrol. Curcumin, very, very powerful here. Um, again, second most, uh, second most effective nutrient that they studied for blocking COVID-19 molecular docking, right? And they looked at the dosage was basically 500 milligrams of curcumin taken three times a day, roughly every four and a half hours, uh, four or five hours in between. And so, and that can work really well, uh, somewhere, something like that. So taking in the morning, midday, and then, you know, with dinner, something along those lines can be really effective here. Um, and again, you know, 500 milligrams roughly was the dosage that they looked at with that. Um, the product that I recommend is NRF2 Power. And the reason why is because this actually has the green tea, okay, the ECGC green tea in it. The dosage that they used for the green tea was 800 milligrams, again, three times a day, right? So, um, so 800 milligrams three times a day, which is actually a high dose. So this product here has 400 milligrams of curcumin, 400 milligrams of ECGC, as well as um, it has the uh, 100 milligrams of a very uh, bioavailable form of resveratrol called terostilbene. It also has sulforaphane from broccoli sprout extract, which helps boost up your glutathione levels. And it has piperine, and piperine also was an effective compound in shutting down. It was one of those 18 compounds that they studied. It was also effective for reducing um, molecular docking, and it helps improve the absorption of the curcumin. So this is the product that I've been recommending after this study, the NRF2 Power, which 
It's very good for shutting down overall inflammation in the body, calming the immune system, and helping improve detoxification. So really good product there. Also probiotics, getting some probiotics, supporting the gut really helps to modulate your immune system. They say about 70 to 80% of the inflammation in our body is caused by dysregulation of the gut. So probiotics can be very effective there. Um, great probiotic I like is SBO probiotics, which has uh, Saccharomyces boulardii, right, which is beneficial yeast. It also has soil-based uh, bacteria, right, which like your bacillus, for example, your bacillus coagulans, bacillus subtilis, which survive stomach acid and um, are spore formers that, that get rid of bad bacteria in there. It also has your food base, your lactobacillus and your bifidobacterium. So it has all three of those. There's also a whole bunch of different herbs in there, some turmeric in there, uh, apple cider vinegar, some different things like that that are all supportive for a healthy gut. So um, really good probiotic to use. I'll have links below. Uh, talk a little bit about zinc. Zinc, very, very important one. Um, definitely be supporting your zinc for reducing viral activity in your body. It's also great for preventing against cancer. It's great for your skin, right? A lot of really good benefits from zinc. So I do recommend that. I like a zinc glycinate or zinc bisglycinate. Glycine as an amino acid is a really good one for zinc. Um, and your best forms of zinc have an amino acid carrier, right? So a chelate, which helps it basically get into the system and uh, be used more effectively. And that amino acid chelate, if it's amino acid like glycine, most people need more glycine anyways. Glycine really helps with liver detoxification. So if you see glycine or glycinate uh, as an amino acid chelate for things like selenium, things like zinc, it's usually a good one because again, we need more glycine. So really good. Magnesium, magnesium glycinate, for example. Um, now let's talk a little bit about elderberries. So a lot of people have been talking about elderberry provoking a cytokine storm. What we have to remember is that elderberry, quercetin is one of the best uh, nutrients for, for downregulating cytokine storm. And elderberry is your number one food source of quercetin, as well as other compounds like campferol and isohampnotin, which all help to downregulate uh, cytokine activity. They also help prevent viruses from entering into the cells. Uh, so very good. They're, it's great for reducing... Uh, you know, for as a molecular in the molecular docking study, quercetin was very effective. So, taking elderberry for colds and flus may reduce severity of symptoms if taken within the first 48 hours. It's also shown to relieve flu symptoms up to four days earlier than a placebo. So, really effective. Again, quercetin, campferol, isohampnotin, also some polysaccharides to help support the, the macrophages and the immune cells and make them stronger. So best ways to use elderberry, I recommend elderberry kind of like echinacea, some of these immune modulating uh, supplements and herbs. I recommend cycling those. Research has shown that they're most effective when you cycle them. So a really good idea, take this for seven to 10 days and take five days off so you get the best immunological uh, benefits from it. You can also combine it with other things like astragalus. Good research out there about the combination, the synergistic combination of things like beta-glucan, elderberry, and astragalus for that, that gets even better results, right? So really good start. Um, you know, I'm never concerned about this unless I'm working with somebody that has 
a history of significant uh, autoimmune condition, like very severe symptoms from it, or if they have um, severe food or drug allergies. In that case, like if you eat a peanut and you know you go into anaphylactic shock, you need to be very cautious about anything, about any sort of herb or anything you put in your body. So you always want to start with a low dose and then slowly increase up, right? And that's typically what you're looking to do. I've got the dosage there, 100, 200 milligrams, slowly increase by 100 milligrams daily till you get to around 500, 600 milligrams if your body's tolerating that well. Again, take that seven to 10 days on, five days off. So you get a good cycle. And that's how you get the best benefits with something like elderberry or echinacea, you know, something along those lines that works best. And that's why I like my ImmunoStrong Berry Liquid. It's a great thing to have on hand. This has the astragalus beta-glucan as well as um, it has the, um, the elderberry in there. It's got wild cherry as well. So tastes good, easy to use, very, very health, very good for the immune system, really good to help, uh, help prevent a cold, fever, flu, COVID-19, something like that, and will help reduce any sort of symptoms and help you overcome it. Again, based on the research, four days faster than if you were to use a placebo, basically nothing. So works really good. Okay. One last supplement that I, I'm a big fan of is this Allertrex, especially if you've got the cough, you've got um, having more trouble breathing, this can really be helpful. A lot of my clients have used this, keep this on hand, very, very helpful. A whole bunch of different herbs in there like motherwort and lungwort, different things like that that help to support good oxygenation, natural respiratory health. Also good for allergies, right? A lot of people see good results there uh, with, with allergies, asthma, different things like that using the Allertrex. So anyways, all the links for those are below. Uh, I also have a link for the article that goes over all the research. It has all the, the studies um, that went into making this video and uh, you know, really well detailed article, even more images that you can check out. Also be sure to subscribe to my channel if you haven't already and hit the bell button so you get um, instant notification whenever I am doing a video or uploading something like this, okay? So I appreciate that guys. We'd love to hear any questions, comments, concerns you guys have. Be blessed everybody, stay healthy, be blessed, and we'll see you on the future online training. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.